Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco. Today, hosting the player trends and key injuries for week eight, live on the YouTube channel for the Fantasy Focus team. Um, we're going to be representing today, guys, talking through all the player injuries that are going to be impactful, not just the big, big name guys, the running backs and the receivers. We're going to talk cornerbacks, offensive line issues, uh, key injuries there. But we're also going to talk a little bit about player trends, things that we saw last week that could start impacting these players moving forward. So we're making sure we're staying on top of trends. We're making, stay, making sure we're giving you the latest injury updates that you can't find anywhere else right before kickoff. So make sure you're listening to us. If you're listening to us on the audio side, make sure you also check us out on YouTube where we're going to do our Sunday live start sit show from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern every Sunday. Make sure you're joining us tomorrow for week eight. We're super excited. We know the Ravens and the, and the Las Vegas Raiders are on by. So maybe if you're looking for that tight end streamer, we'll have those guys on our show tomorrow. This episode and all our episodes are brought to you by Bet Online AG and, and also on the Believe Podcast Network. They're also part of the Fantasy Football Network. If you have not checked them out on YouTube, all our videos are streamed on there as well. Check out our partners over at the Fantasy Football Network. Now listen, if you're listening to us on the Candlestick Kids, make sure you're following us on all our social media platforms. Myself, at Bobby Lamarco on Twitter, at Sky Gawasco, my co-host, and also Buck, uh, the Buck 59 on Twitter for Bucky, and then also Ryan, which he does uh, the fantasy-focused Twitter handle as well. We're also on Instagram, so you can basically follow us, Fantasy Football X Factor, Candlestick Kids. You can find us. If you hear us at this point, you already know where all the good stuff is. But we just want to make sure that everyone knows we're super excited about our new partnership with Carafactor. Carafactor is this show, and most of all of our shows are brought to you by Carafactor. So I'm going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're going to talk through Carafactor, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, 
The Care Factor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. Yeah, no, folks, we know the fantasy football season is stressful. So make sure you're checking out mycarefactor.com. You know, you check out their shampoo conditioner. They also have an awesome brush that goes for your hair. Really helps grow back healthier, stronger hair. It's skincare for hair, folks. All right, listen, let's dive right into it. We're going to talk about key injuries to start off our show for week eight. Things that you need to know before you set your lineups tomorrow. Some impactful injuries. Let's start with the Dolphins and the Bills. Now, Buffalo, uh, the Dolphins side, I think the key return this week is going to be Devontae Parker and how that impacts the rest of these pass catchers. Jalen Waddle and Mike Jaziki have been a two-man band, essentially. Parker is going to demand more targets than guys like Matt Collins and Albert Wilson. So I do think this is impactful, especially going up against a very, very tough Bills defense that's fresh off the bye and healthy. So I think a lot of these guys are very similar to Week 2 where they have a bunch of like four for 50 lines. Not excited to start any of these guys. Bucky is... Uh, fate of the week at the receiver position is Jalen Waddle, So I think that is key. On the defensive side, Jason McCourty is out uh, for the Dolphins. That's one of their starting safeties. And that is key because that's going to affect the communication in the back end, especially in the deep passing game. That's a boost for guys like Stefan Diggs and also um, Emmanuel Sanders. Both these guys are kind of very close in deep targets this season. So I think that you can start pretty much all the receivers with confidence because when you go to the other side of the football, you know that Dawson Knox is out with that hand injury. And I just think that Tommy Sweeney's not going to fill that role that Dawson Knox had. I think Knox, Knox earned that role with his, his play on the field. It's not just because they schemed open tight ends. So I think from my perspective, Cole Beasley, one of the best slot matchups on the week. I featured him in my article. Um, make sure you're checking out. And I wanted to make sure I promote these two uh, throughout the week. If you want to go check out my slot versus wide article, I actually take pro football focus data and created a spreadsheet, pulled out all the slot data, uh, took out all the screen pass data and created a slot versus wide metric. Uh, so you could actually see where all the defenses are giving up the most points. So if you haven't checked that out yet, it's at football.rasball.com. If you go there, you'll see my articles on there. I do one for the slot and the one for the wide just dropped this week, uh, today. Um, so make sure you're checking out those articles as well. But, you know, so right there, I think Cole Beasley is in, in, in there as well. I think Cole Beasley is my favorite receiver behind Stefan Diggs this week. I think Emmanuel Sanders, of course, um, behind. I think because Dawson Knox is out, I think we're really looking at a very narrow target focus this week for these bills. So I think Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, and also Stefan Diggs are all starts because of the injury to Dawson Knox. Another key injury for the Dolphins side is Malcolm Brown is out. That's going to really open things up for Miles Gaskin. I know the Bills are a very vaunted defense, and they are tough, but where they're most vulnerable is in the ground game. They do allow more production to run games this season, and I think Miles Gaskin, last week he had 15 carries, and seven went to Ahmed, and Brown is now out. So I think I think Miles Gaskin and Ahmed are more similar players, and I think that's going to help Gaskin be on the field more because he's a better version of, of, of Solomon Ahmed. Brown gave them more of a better presence for pass pro. He was a bigger back. So I think that Miles Gaskin is someone that I am not excited to start, and I'm not going to re- recommend starting him. But bring him to your – bring your starts to questions because I think Miles Gaskin, because the receivers might struggle, 
are is going to be an asset this week, especially in PPR formats. Jump out to the Panthers and Falcons. And the return, uh, the Panthers secondary is getting a big boost with Stefan Gilmore this week. Um, now, Matt Rule last year did use Deontay Jackson. Uh, it's somewhat in, in shadow coverage sometimes. Um, but overall, listen, I, listen, Gilmore sh- could theoretically shadow Calvin Ridley, but this is his first game back. Um, but I am interested to see how this works out. Unfortunately, PFF does not do shadow coverage matrix anymore. Broken heart. But at the same time, I think it's important that we watch to see if Stefan Gilmore has moved all over the formation. Um, this secondary is going to be good. They got Henderson now from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They also have Deontay Jackson. They also have AJ Boye, who's on IR right now, but that's a pretty, pretty deep secondary. So Gilmore coming back notable for the future, maybe a slight ding to Ridley's matchup, and I am not fading Ridley this week. Um, also want to keep in mind that Terrace Marshall is that is still out. So, so when I'm looking at this, listen, Robbie Anderson's been bad. And we'll talk about him in the player trend section in just a little bit. But when you look at his volume, there is literally no receiver. They used uh, Keith Kirkwood uh, behind everybody. And he actually got five targets, kind of similar to what you were seeing with a guy uh, like uh, Terrace Marshall in that five target range. But we've seen a huge vacuum of targets go to Robbie Anderson. His matchups have not been good. This week, his matchup, he's the third best out wide matchup this week uh, for receivers. And he's a sleeper. And because of his target volume, I mean, listen, the, the, the teams he faced over the last three weeks all have been the bottom half in points allowed this week. And it's not the case. So make sure you're checking out that article on football.raswell.com. You'll see that stat nugget right there. John Miller, another injury to the offensive line. Just not good news, man. I mean, John Miller being out, this line has already been struggling to keep Sam Darnold upright anyway. I'm not feeling that either. Um, this might be bad news for a guy like Chuba Hubbard. I think Hubbard is such a workhorse that he's safe. And last week, he, I mean, he still put up decent amount of points. So I think we're not fading Chuba Hubbard. If you are the CMC owner and you don't have Chuba Hubbard, I'm sorry. But I think if I'm the Chuba owner, you know, you might be able to still get a, a, a nice, nice haul for him from the CMC owner. So it might not be a bad time to sell him, um, especially with CMC pending return, hopefully soon. Um, let's jump down to the Falcons. They do get back uh, Caleb McGarry, one of their offensive linemen. Um, I think the Falcons are bigger on the player trend section, but injury-wise, they lost their slot corner. But the thing is, they have been such a good slot defense. And a lot of times, keep in mind, most defenses nowadays play a lot of zone. So it's about one, two-third man, one-third zone, most teams. And there's very rarely you see teams playing over 50% man like the Patriots do. That's not the case anymore. So when they lost their slot corner, I thought maybe Jamison Crowder a couple weeks ago um, would be good. But it actually doesn't matter. When you're playing so much zone, they just take away the middle of the field. They are an out-wide funnel defense, which is why I like Robbie Anderson behind DJ Moore, who, by the way, is one of my DFS must-starts this week. So get DJ Moore in those lineups. Let's jump down to the Steelers and the Browns. Now, the Steelers, we kind of know about Juju, of course, he being out for the season. But Eric Ebron is the latest and greatest injury. And this is huge news for Pat Firemuth. Now, Pat Firemuth saw a bump in usage last week. Um, and I think this is big. Now he's going to be an every down starter behind guys like Deontay Johnson but and, and Chase Claypool. Because the third receiver, Ray Ray McLeod, does not demand the targets from Big Ben that Juju did. And it opened up Pat Firemuth, but now he's not going to be splitting routes. It was the problem with Firemuth was he was splitting routes still with Eric Ebron, 
Now with Ebron out, he's one of my favorite DFS plays this week. Get Pat Firemuth. And DK, he's dirt cheap. I mean, he's like 3900 Make sure you're getting that in your lineup. Um, on the other side, there's a lot going on with the Browns. It really is. And when it comes to their, their tackles are getting healthy. They're getting back Baker. They're getting back Nick Chubb. And that is big time. That offense, I mean, Dearness Johnson was a nice, nice story a couple uh, 10 days ago, but it's over now. Nick Chubb is back. Um, he's going to be right back in your lineups. Baker coming back. Jarvis Landry, another weekend. I like Jarvis Landry this week. We'll talk about him in the players section. But when you look at the injuries uh, to the uh, to this team, so, so of course we know about Kareem Hunt, but also Donovan Peoples-Jones, the third receiver, who's actually outshining Odell, is out. That's actually going to give us – I think that gives a little bump to guys like Jarvis Landry and Odell because Donovan Peoples-Jones was demanding some work and those other receivers like Anthony Schwartz were not as much. So I think that is a little, little bump in the direction of Jarvis Landry, why I like him as a wide receiver three this week. Um, MJ Stewart and Denzel Ward is out this week, folks. Denzel Ward, the top cornerback for the Browns, is out. Deontay Johnson all day. Deontay Johnson DFS. Deontay Johnson in your lineups. Deontay Johnson everywhere, folks. Get Deontay Johnson in your lineups this week across the board. Get him in DFS. He's going to be a slam dunk this week. I'm super excited. A couple things, though, about the Browns' de uh, defensive line. Javion Clowney and Tack McKinley both did not practice on Friday. Make sure you're joining us on our Sunday live show from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern every Sunday live. We are doing it. We talk about the key injuries at 8.30 when they come out. I'm doing all the updates. If those guys are out, I mean, Najee Harris's matchup gets a lot better, and I think he becomes a much better DFS play this week, too, a sneaky DFS play and a usually tough matchup against the Browns. Let's jump out of the Rams and Texans. This one, I think a lot of people, because Davis Mills is going to start again, we kind of know the direction of this uh, this game. But there's a couple of things we want to just point out really quick. Darius Williams, the key outside cornerback for this team, has been out the last two weeks. That's pushed Jalen Ramsey out wide, meaning he's going to be outside to cover Brandon Cooks more. I think that's a big hit to get Brandon Cooks' matchup. The good news is he's going to have plenty of volume because they're going to be down probably multiple scores. So I think that Cooks is still a wide receiver for this week, but I don't think he offers that much value because Jalen Ramsey, especially early on in that game, is going to be on him a lot. Deshaun Jackson is going to be out this week because they're going to actively try to trade him. I think this permanently solidifies Van Jefferson as a guy you want on your benches because last week he ran a bunch of routes. We'll talk about in the player section in just a minute. That's huge because with him out, this is a very narrow target-focused team. Um, John Mundit is still out. He's on IR, the backup tight end. That's Tyler Higby. I think this is Tyler Higby's breakout game, folks. I think it's the game where he gets – I know this is going to sound five for – five for 48 and a touchdown. I can't wait. His breakout, but I'm excited for it anyway. Andrew Whitworth is out. One of their defensive tackles is out for the Rams. But, you know, what? like I always talk about with offensive lines, it's when two or three start piling up. That's when we start really kind of looking at it. But Andrew Whitworth would be notable if they weren't playing the Houston Texans. Um, Jalen Ramsey was out with an illness on Friday, did not practice, but illness, you're probably fine, but let's monitor that for Sunday live. Make sure you're checking us out. The Texans are in trouble. First off, we got to talk about the Mark Ingram trade that does open the door for David Johnson and Philip Lindsay. I think a lot of us, no one needs to hear me to tell you that you go with obviously David Johnson this week in this game flow. He should be a, a decent PPR, like RB three or something like that. So but the problem is the offensive line is falling apart. I mean, they lost Laramie Tunsil. They lost their right tackle, Marcus Cannon. Um, now they lost Justin Britt to IR. That's just bad news, man. This offensive line's banged up. I'm just starting to think I want to start the Rams defense where I can. Maybe I might sprinkle Rams DST in my DFS lineups this week because of that. Another key injury, 
And one of my sleepers this week, I know Pat Firemeet is going to be a pipe, popular play in DFS, but I think a uh, contrarian pick is Jordan Aikens because Farrell Brown did not practice on Friday. He's questionable. If Farrell Brown is out, Jordan Aikens will monopolize all the tight end routes in a game where he's playing against the Rams who have Jalen Ramsey, who have been tough against receivers, a little more susceptible in the middle of the field to tight ends. So I do like uh, Jordan Aikens as a pivot play in DFS tournaments this week for a really cheap option. Let's jump down to the Eagles and the Lions. Of course, the Miles Sanders injury, tough break. Uh, Jordan Howard has been activated to the uh, off the practice squad. Do not be surprised if Jordan Howard leads this team and carries this week. I know I, I know people don't want to hear this, but it, it is what it is. It could be a thing. Him, him, Boston Scott, and Gainwell. This is not the type of game where the Eagles are going to be down dumpster diving in the fourth quarter for Kenny Gainwell to get you five, six carries. This all being said, I think Kenny Gainwell is probably your preferred play, of course. Um, in a PPR format, sure. But I just letting people know to temper expectations, um, Gainwell is still going to probably be in his Naheem Hines role. And we've seen this in the past. Nick Sirianni with the Colts when their lead ball carrier, Marlon Mack, went down. They went to Jordan Wilkins. And Wilkins got all the work. And then Naheem Hines still stayed in his role. That's where Gainwell is. So don't. And then we saw this last week. Boston Scott more, got more carries. So. There is going to be more involvement for Gainwell, possibly, but I'm not. I'm not going to rush to start him. I know the matchup's really good. I think he's going to be fine, but I'm not all in on Gainwell because I think he's going to stay in his role, and he will have good weeks, though. He will have great weeks when they face better teams, and they're in that fourth quarter game flow for the season. Um, Anthony Harris, safety, one of their best run defensor, defensive players, is out for the Eagles. That's going to help. I think DeAndre Swift, to me is one of my favorite DFS running backs this week. I love DeAndre Swift. Um, I think that his passing game role is solidified. We'll talk about that in the player trend section in just a little bit. But I absolutely love um, Nahi, uh, DeAndre Swift this week. Jumping down to the Titans and Colts, uh, the return of Chester Rogers and the out of uh, Julio Jones. So Julio Jones is out. Chester Rogers is back in. Not a lot of people want to hear this, but Chester Rogers, I would prefer to play him in PPR formats, if you're going to look at any pass catcher behind A.J. Brown. But this is A.J. Brown, judge, jury, executioner against the Colts. I'm trying to get A.J. Brown in my DFS lineups. History has not been good for A.J. Brown versus the Colts, though. So I want to be important that history does kind of give a little bit of a caveat. But this out wide defense has not been good. I think A.J. Brown eats this week. You got to go with the statistics sometimes. We all know that the injuries to the Indianapolis Colts secondary um, – to the Titans secondary, uh, Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton are both out still. Um, they also might be without Rashad Evans, one of their middle linebackers. I'm feeling the I'm feeling this game from a overall fantasy perspective. I think both these offenses are on the way up, and I do think that Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz are going to put up some points this week. I think that Henry and Jonathan Taylor get it done on the ground. I like playing Michael Pittman. I like playing if I, if you really, if I'm monitoring the T Y Hilton situation, um, go to profootballdoc.com and check out his six score for T Y Hilton. If it's something within the 70 range, 60 range, I would take a shot on T Y, um, as a DFS play, maybe in a deeper league wide receiver four as well. This game should be a fun one overall, uh, for the Colts, uh, Rocky Sin and Braden Smith is back. Now, listen, they, last week, the Colts got back 
Quentin Nelson. This week they get Braden Smith Smith back. This offensive line is getting healthy, and it's it's going to start improving. If Hilton can stay on the field, you have Pittman, Hilton, and Pascal with the tight ends, with Jonathan Taylor. I think Carson Wentz is a second-half buy um, because this offensive line is getting healthy, and he is getting healthy. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, I've been talking a lot. Let's talk a little bit about one of our other sponsors today. It's Jersey Jungle. I'll be back right after this. Are you a merchandise maniac or Jersey junkie like myself? You need to check out the Jersey Jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. You can use their promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys. 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop, if you're streaming live with us on video, you know my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy. So I have baseball jerseys as well. I collect Hall of Fame jerseys. I have a Jackie Robinson. I have a Ken Griffey Jr. I have a Willie Mays jersey. I got a Shohei Otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire. Go get yourself a jersey. Basketball, baseball, hockey, football, college. They got rookies as well. Home away. They have customs. They have camouflage. Whatever you're feeling, retro jerseys from any sport, go hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the websites. They're high quality, stitch and twill, game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All right, let's jump down to the Bengals and Jets. Now, the Bengals, Chris Evans, one of their backup running backs is going to be out. I think Samaj P. Ryan is going to get more of a passing game role, but I think this is a Joe Mixon week. I mean, the Jets are really banged up. Uh, they have they have multiple injuries at the linebacker position. They're hoping to get C.J. Mosley back, but he's questionable. They, they, they activated Jared Davis off of IR today, too, so they are getting some reinforcements to the linebacker position. But overall, I mean, Bryce Huff, a couple of defensive linemen, another linebacker out again. Plus, they're going to be down Zach Wilson, Corey Davis, Tevin Coleman's out for this team. I, I personally, when I look at this, I just feel – to my gut and core, that it's going to be a Joe Mixon week. So Joe Mixon, an underrated DFS play this week. I think you can get him in your DFS lineups, and I'll make sure to do so as well. 49ers versus the Bears. Trey, uh, Trent Williams, Trey Lance are returning, but Trey Lance will be behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Some of the key injuries, the 49ers up front are still banged up. Jay, uh, Kinlaw, Marcus Hurst, D. Ford are all out. Jarquisky uh, Tart in this game is going to be out, and also one of their linebackers is out. So... All those injuries tell me that I think Khalil Herbert is still a play. Uh, what he did last week against a Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense that has been shutting down everybody, I think from that standpoint, I could definitely see that Khalil Herbert is someone that you can definitely plug and play in this matchup. But all these injuries to the 49ers. On the Bears' side, they are getting back some key guys. Uh, Deshaun, uh, Gibson at safety, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks at the defensive lines. So it's getting a little beefy. Um but overall, this, this Bears defense is still kind of banged up. They're still going to miss Deion Bush. Khalil Mack is also out this week. So that is notable for them. Their pass rush is going to be dinged up. I think I think Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, real simple. You keep them in your lineups. They'll be fine. I'm not really stressing about any of this. And then on the other side, I think it's just Herbert. And let's move on. 
Jaguars, Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks side, listen, it's kind of obvious stuff. I mean, we know what's Geno Smith. This is the first time Geno is going to have a decent shot at good production. First off, he played against the Steelers on the road in Pittsburgh. Not great. Then he plays at home, but he plays against the Saints. And the Saints have one of the better defenses in football. Now he plays Jacksonville. I think this is a good sign for DK Metcalf. I think DK Metcalf and Alex Collins are guys that you could play this week with confidence against the Jags because Chris Carson and Russell Wilson are still out, of course. But overall, I think that because they're at home playing against Jacksonville, because of the injuries here, I think you still could roll with Alex Collins and DK Metcalf uh, for that game. Patriots, Chargers. Uh, Patriots are getting a little bit healthier. They are getting back some of their line, uh, their offensive linemen are basically back other than Trent Brown. I think Damian Harris, to me, in this matchup, one of my starts of the week for DFS. I love Damian Harris in this game against a Chargers defense that's really weak against the run, very good against the pass. Um, The Patriots are getting back uh, defensive tackle and a linebacker, uh, Dante Hightower, which is good for their run defense. Um, I think think this is going to be an interesting game because we know that the Patriots secondary is okay. They can shut guys down on the outside. I think this is a big Keenan Allen week. I think he gets going in this matchup uh, as well. Jonathan Jones, the slot corner for the Patriots. I just brought this up. The Patriots are one of those defenses that plays a lot of man. Jonathan Jones, the slot corner, is out. That means that whoever's lining up in the slot backup is going to be facing Keenan Allen. Give me some Keenan Allen. I like that. Ramadi Stevenson, we don't know if he's in or out. We'll find out. Make sure you join us for Sunday Live. Bucks and Saints. Rob Gronkowski being back. I think Rob is an auto start. Um, the matchup, we know Marshawn Lattimore is going to be on Mike Evans. We'll see how that goes. We'll talk about that in the player trends in a bit. Levante David will be back. Also, Richard Sermon will be back. Some, some reinforcements in the sec, uh, you know, the linebacker and safety core for the Bucs against the Saints team. Injuries still, though. Charlton Davis, key injury, top cornerback. Um, theoretically, we would think Marcus Calloway would be the biggest beneficiary, but I don't know. The Bucs have figured it out. Todd Bowles is not going to let this defense be the worst. He's a secondary coach. He is not going to let that secondary be exposed all season. We're starting to see the trend go the other way, where the Bucs are actually starting to get better against receivers over the last few weeks. Ooh, excuse me. So I think I think Marcus Callaway is an okay play wide receiver for though. Antonio Brown out. Just brought it up. Listen, I, I know Mike Evans is playing Marshawn Lattimore, but this helps. Um, Chris Godwin, you know, better matchup. Uh, Tough matchup in the slot. I mean, the Saints have been really good against slot receivers this year, right? which is against what normally how it works. Um, you know, I just think the volume is going to be there. They're going to be fine. Stay away from, from DFS, though, uh, in my opinion. JPP, DMP on Friday. We'll see what that means. If that he's out, that's good news. I think Alvin Kamara is the only guy on the Saints we're starting anyway, right? We're all good. I know James Winston, people are excited about the game flow potentially, but I don't know. Not feeling it. Uh <clears throat> Saints return of Deontay Harris. I think until Mike uh, Mike Thomas comes back, I don't really care. T- Taysom Hill is out again. This is good news for the pass catchers because there's no Taysom Hill packages. Um, he's stealing touchdowns. He's stealing, you know, taking away carries. I think this just solidifies Alvin Kamara. I know this is a tough matchup, but the Bucs are very susceptible to pass catching running backs because they're so tough against the run. So I'm good with that. Washington football team and the Broncos. Um, you know, there's injuries to the receiving core still. Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown, um, because of the matchup against the, the Broncos, I'm not really feeling anybody behind Terry McLaurin. If you're going to pick anybody, it's going to be Adam Humphreys. Um, but I'm fading pretty much all the Washington football team players other than uh, on the receiving core other than a Terry McLaurin this week. I'm not feeling the matchups across the board. Um, you know, there's some injuries across. Uh, uh, it's Brendan Sheriff 
Another thing we talked about, too, another problem for the uh, Washington football team run game has been the injuries up front. They lost Sam Cosme. They lost Brandon Sheriff for a while. Um, but Sheriff is coming back. Sheriff, whatever is Brandon Sheriff, he's a guard for them. He's coming back. I think Gibson is my one of the guys I'm staying confident. I'm staying, I know he's been bad the last two weeks, but they play the Packers and the Chiefs in bad game flow. The Broncos are not that potent of an offense, so I think that Gibson is going to be back in a RB2 fashion this week. So I'm rolling the dice again. Reason why, too, is because there's key injuries up front. Von Miller did not practice on Friday. Mike Purcell, one of their defensive tackles, is out. So the Broncos haven't been stopping anybody anyway because of all the injuries to their linebackers. Now they're missing a key defensive uh, defensive tackle and potentially Von Miller in this game. So I think Gibson is an underrated play. Cowboys versus the Vikings. Um, some minor things here and there, some defensive tackles, but nothing notable. Let's move on. The Giants versus the Chiefs. Now, you know, for the Giants, it's just who's going to be on the field. I think the, the Kansas City Chiefs are a slot versus a, a wide defensive funnel, meaning they, they, dom- they can dominate out wide. We'll talk about in the player se- trends sections, but Saquon Barkley out, put Booker in your lineups. Kenny Galladay out, I like Adarius Tony and Slayton if he plays. Um, Andrew Thomas out, whatever it is, what it is Jabir Peppers, number three safety, whatever. Danny Shelton, backup reserve type defensive tackle, whatever. All right. That's basically all the key injuries for this week. All you need to know is really start Deontay Johnson with confidence across the board. Cause no dead zone war. All right, let's jump down before we jump down into our player trends for this week. Let's take a quick commercial break and we're going to promote one of our new sponsors. Bombanatsos. Want to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. They're a brand new banana-based hot sauce founded by four University of Michigan grads. Shouts out to the Wolverines. Their sauce is an absolute must-have at any draft or watch party. Put it on nachos, pizza, wings, or literally any dip, and you will never be forced to eat boring party food again. I promise. The sweet heat and the chili banana combo provides a truly delicious restaurant-quality flavor. They currently offer two flavors, the original with the white label and the spicier Mui Mui that comes in the red label. I'm more of a mild guy, but if you like the spice, the Mui Mui is what you want. Be super excited to officially be part of the Bomba Nation, hashtag Bomba Nation. We hope that you'll join us there. Head over to the website, www.seekthespice.com. Use the discount code TCK at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Once again, bomb banana hot sauce, banana based, not banana flavored hot sauce. Seek the spice.com promo code TCK. All right, let's talk some player trends folks. All right. Let's jump down to the Atlanta Falcons. Cardinals already played. We'll talk about them next week. Cordell Patterson update. Listen, Patterson was used as the third receiver. The key trend for Cordell Patterson and his fantasy owners is that he ran the third most routes on the team. 17 routes out wide. He's essentially the number three receiver behind Gage and Calvin Ridley. And he ran more routes than Gage. So he is running routes out of the backfield. He's running routes out wide. I love the usage. Arthur Smith is showing that he's a creative play caller. He's using him the best of his abilities. I like that a lot. Uh, The running back carries Cordell Patterson took the lead last week. So, yeah, he's the guy you want rest of season. And I don't think – we talked about this on the Believe Bears uh, – Believe in Chicago podcast yesterday that I don't think Cordell Patterson has the name value to trade. So I think you just ride with it. He's taking over more. He's getting more carries. 
He's getting usage all over the field. Just roll with it. I don't think that they don't have the the talent behind Pitts and Calvin Ridley engaged to push Patterson off the field. So I'm rolling with him. Keep him in as much as you can. Let's jump down to the Panthers. Now, the Carolina Panthers, um, and just so everybody know, I know I'm not going to cover every team. Some teams had a bye last week. So if you want to hear about the Bills, the 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 Chargers, and those teams that had buys last week, go to the podcast from last week. I talked about the player trends for week six there. Anyway, jumping down to the Panthers. I know no one wants to hear this. Robbie Anderson is going to be a good play this week. We've heard it. Terrible catch percentages. Not been good. But here is just a breakdown of Robbie Anderson's last three weeks, the opponents he's faced versus out wide. So remember, go to football.rasball.com. I break down slot and wide matchups. So it break out the data. Uh, it's wide receiver point uh, points allowed by the defense for slot versus wide. Eagles, 18th. Vikings, 31st. Giants, 28th. Falcons, third most. So he's going from bottom half of the league in points allowed out wide over the last five weeks to a matchup where it's third. And I think this is big time for people that are you know either struggling, need a spark. He's getting such high target volume that I think he could definitely be someone you consider this week. So I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm throwing my hat in with Robbie Anderson. You know, we'll see if that works out. Bears, yeah. Um, this is tough. Uh, I think my problem with the Bears mostly is that their pass volume versus expectation is the worst in the league. Uh, they are in my when we talked about this last week. They're 12 under. They had a matchup against the Bucks. Um, I think that if you can, you're not going to be able to trade any of these guys. I'm not saying you can, but the trend for me is this. At some point, Fields should start progressing. He should start running the football more. I think Justin Fields is someone that right now could be acquired really cheap. If they start letting him run more, he did have 10 carries, 8 carries, 9 carries in those games. Just hasn't put up the yardage yet. Maybe they'll design more runs for him. I just think that if I'm going to season long, um, if you're 7-0, and 6-1, and Allen Robinson's a hold. If you're three and four, two and five, cut him because I think at some point Allen Robinson is going to get it figured out. He does have a nice role. He's got deep targets. He's also getting slot work. You know, he just hasn't connected deep with with um, Fields just yet. So I think that this is for me. I personally think that if you're a winning football team and you have Allen Robinson, you can stash him because you obviously are winning games. You have players you can play. But if you need guys to start now, I'm cutting them. I'm not going to wait for this mat this thing to happen. So Bengals. One of the key takeaways from this game is that, you know, Uzama had a long touchdown. Uh, you know, uh, Chase had a long touchdown. Chase had a dominant performance, 200 yards, not taking anything away from him. Thirty, Him and CJ Uzama had 25 and 30 yards per reception. Uh, really cool. And that's just not going to happen all the time. And the good news is for this team, only five guys saw a target. Four saw more than one. And it's Boyd, Uzama, uh Higgins and and Chase and that that concentrated targets is going to be really useful in games where we know pass volume is going to go up. Now, unfortunately, that game is not this week because they're playing the Jets. But moving forward, this is exciting news for the Cincinnati Bengals pass catchers. I think when you have you know they're in a good matchup. I think Higgins because he got 15 targets last week is obviously a buy. Um, we'll see what happens this week. The matchup against the Jets is not good, but it's also not good because game flow. We think Joe Mixon should be able to handle things. You're really banking on someone scoring a touchdown early because I don't think Burrow's going to have to throw for 300-plus yards in this matchup, so noted. Also, Tyler Boyd, I think he's a hold for now. Second on the team in routes. He did see six, seven targets in the game. 
Um, I think with Boyd is that, listen, like I talked about, they didn't need, they made all these big plays. They didn't really need them. Then they dominated the game in the second half. They had a big lead against the uh, Ravens. So I make excuses for Boyd because I got egg on my face because of him. But at the same time, I think that he's still talented enough in a good offense where he's a hold if you, if you don't need a starter this week. For the Browns, this this team is, is Jarvis Landry's team. He's, he comes right back. Yes, Odell still led in targets, but Jarvis Landry is someone I want to buy. Go buy Jarvis Landry. Landry it, led the team in targets. It was a sloppy game against Denver last week. But Landry immediately comes in and has that great role where he plays half his routes in the slot, but he's the focal point. He runs in the uh, run the quick design throws for him. I like Landry. If you can get him on the cheap, I would do so. I think that is my biggest trend that he comes right back and starts dominating targets for this team already. Jumping down to the Broncos, Jerry Judy's back playing the slot. We know Judy will be in the middle of the field. You got Tim Patrick. You got. You know, Cortland Sutton on the outside. Judy was one of my guys. I wrote on football.rasball.com as one of my starts of the week. I like Judy a lot. And I think you can start him right away in this game against the Washington football team. Um, now, other than that, we'll see the ripple effect of Judy. Because, you know, they're Hinton, Hinton or whatever his name was. You know, he's getting two targets a week. Jerry Judy's a guy that's going to demand six, seven, eight. And he'll even flirt with double-digit targets in some weeks. How is this going to impact Sutton, Fant? Tim Patrick. I think it does a lot. And I think right now, you know, it's it's going to be tough to trust these guys. I think the matchup's golden um, against Teddy B. And ironically enough, I don't know why, but my favorite streamer defense of the week is the Washington football team. And one of my favorite streamer quarterbacks is Teddy B. Don't know how it happens. It just does. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not everything makes sense all the time. It could. Let's see if both happens. But anyway, um, other than that, let's check Gordon and Williams up there. Let's check the pulse. Javante Williams, I love him. I do. Season uh, keeper dynasty, love him. But when you look at the numbers, I know that last week we all I, listen. I Sky's a Javante Williams guy. I'm I'm not either. I really am not. I don't care. But the point is, the data is the data. And when you look at the routes, 17 to 15, it's Gordon versus Williams. Targets last week went seven to three for Williams. That's great. But carries went eight to four to Gordon. I know the production went slightly in favor of Williams last week, but this is a 50 50 split. And there's no reason why you would sit Gordon to give a workhorse role to Javante Williams when you know Gordon is gone next year. Keep the kid fresh. He's going to be a, a stud. And my advice is this. If you're 2-5, and five, if you're 1-6, oh and 0-7, I don't give it. I don't care. If you're in a keeper or dynasty league, you go right now and you trade a better player. So I'm you trade whoever you want, whatever is a reasonable trade um, in, in dynasty, a guy that's really doing well right now. Um, a Damian Harris or a uh, Chase Ed, I don't know, well, maybe not, but I was seeing like those type of level of players and trade them to go get Javante Williams. Forget about your season this year. It's about the future. Javante Williams 2022. Let's start a, let's start a hashtag. All right. Jumping down to the Lions. Amon Rossi Brown went, yes, he had zero targets last week. And that was nuts. The guy was getting seven, eight targets a week, drops to zero. He still ran 30 routes. But I think at the same time, it's the Khalif Raymond show. The reason why is this. I know this is a little little extra feather in the cap, but um, Jared Goff basically says that he reminds him of Cooper Cup. Whatever that means, whatever. But he led the team in uh, routes, eight targets, 115 yards, 41% of his usage in the slot. Great usage for this guy. They are they are in much need of, of talent. This week is not the week, though. The, the Eagles are very good against receivers. I am not worried about Khalif Raymond. But my thing is, 
Not a bad player. Good game flow constantly. Um, I think that he's going to be a guy who's going to see six, eight targets a week. And in matchups where we know that the out wide is good, let's get some Khalif Raymond in DFS. Let's do it. Let's have some fun with it. Um, let's jump down to Swift versus Williams. And I've been talking about this for weeks now, and it came to fruition. I mean, Swift is just awesome. And I've been saying this over and over again, but we saw the trend. It's week seven, 31 routes to four for Williams. Um, you know, rushing carries was pretty close, 13 to 12, but we don't care uh, if it's 50-50 in the run game as long as he's getting 95% of the pass game usage because in fantasy, it's about two and a half more points in the pass game than the run game. So I'll take I'll take DeAndre Swift in the pass game all day, uh, 100% of that role, and split the work with Jamal Williams. Uh, I Listen, I, I think all Swift owners should go get Jamal Williams. I think this is as low as his value is going to be. The guy hasn't scored over five points in him forever. But if something happens to Swift, Jamal Williams will be a stud rest of season. Let's jump down to the Texans. Really quick, no Mark Ingram. We're going to check out, see how the David Johnson situation shakes out. We'll see how the Philip Lindsay. I think they're both stashes. Um, the biggest problem for Philip Lindsay is the offensive line's decimated and he has no passing game work. So maybe he's not even a good stash. David Johnson might be because of his pass game issues, but this offensive line is decimated. Um, when Tyrod Taylor comes back, maybe we'll see some more umph. But the offensive line losing three starters, not good, especially with Barrett, no talent. Nico Collins would be a nice play. Um, I've picked him up in deeper benches because he's the clear number two. Maybe when Tyrod comes back, he gets a shot in the arm. But no one besides Brandon Cooks is really notable here. Shut down the Colts. Uh, tight end. Listen, I think the Mo Alicox touchdown was nice. It was a good call by Buck. I like that. But um, we're playing with fire. Uh, it's just because the tight end routes, they're all in a timeshare. So last week, 28 routes for Pittman, 16 for Doyle, 16 for Cox, 5 for Kalen Grayson. They get two to three targets. One guy scores a touchdown. If you want to live fantasy like that, that's fine. But I, I just think it's really tough to do that. Marlon Mack trade is still pending, but his running back carries dropped to three. So maybe they they showcased him and they show that he's healthy and now they don't use him as much because Naheem Hines saw eight car carries last week. I think at some point something gets done, but I just don't know where the fit is now. I think Mark Ingram going to the Saints hurts one of their mat their their matches they could have had. But I think Marlon Mack, at least, they've tried to showcase him. But I think from now on, we're going to start seeing Hines as the number two overall in these games. And I like the matchup this week against the Tennessee Titans. Um, jumping down to the Chiefs, my biggest takeaway is Darrell Williams. I know he didn't produce last week, but this guy has got insane workload. He got all the running back carries. He ran 29 routes to 44 for Kelsey. Like Talk about a guy that no one's going to be talking about this week. If you do a DFS slate that has the Monday night game, get some Daryl Williams in your life. I mean, he's going to be freaking awesome this week. I think he's a must-start player. His usage is workhorse. So I think that's awesome uh, for him moving forward. And outside of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, I know it's been really rough, and the Giants are really good against receivers, but it doesn't matter because Tyree Kill is, is the diff- – it's not a real he's – like not, he's not your typical receiver. So – I, I get it. You just got to stick with it. The volume's there for Kelsey. The volume's there for, for Tyreek. You know, their their dud games are still – they're not going to kill you. So I think you're just rolling with them. And Patrick Holmes, you know, whatever. He's like the worst QB3 you'll ever see in your life. I mean, it's ridiculous. The guy's still dominating. Jumping down to the Rams, uh, Deshaun Jackson trade uh, is huge. I, like, I brought this up a little bit earlier. I think Van Jefferson is someone you stash on your bench. He had seven targets last week, four receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. He out. He ran 40 routes to three. Remember, just two weeks ago, it was 
That's huge. This guy is going from a part-time player to a full-time player with Matthew Stafford and company. Jefferson is a buy for me. Listen, Woods is fine. He's just not going to give you the elite games anymore with Cup dominating. Cup is just awesome. So that is that. I think this is the week. My start of the week of the tight end, Tyler Higby. Please, just do it. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Dolphins, return to Devontae Parker. I think that's going to be a trickle-down effect. Injury to Malcolm Brown, we've already talked about. Um, let's see how that all shakes out. I think Miles Gaskin is someone that definitely gets a shot in the arm. He had 15 carries last week, the seven for Ahmed. I think, like I talked about a little bit earlier, I think that's the key. Ahmed is more like Gaskin, but he's a lesser version. Brown was a different type of runner. I think that's going to help Gaskin moving forward, but they play the Bills this week. Let's let's talk. Let's circle back on them. The Patriots. Uh, Ramadre Stevenson was benched. Bolden ran, got seven targets, but he ran 15 routes on 38, 38 for the top player of the week. We talk about this all the time, guys. Like, we cannot bank on part-time players. I understand it was nice, the seven targets, but he ran ran a route less on less than 50% of the main guy who got the most routes on the week. I just don't like to chase that. Here, here's something you could chase. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is a guy you want on your fantasy teams. Last week, it came to fruition. 30 routes to only eight for Johnny. We've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. You can probably still get Hunter Henry on your waiver wires. I really do like him um, a lot uh, for, for season long. Um, and his, he's a low-end tight end this week, this week once again. Damian Harris, DFS start. I love Damian Harris this week. Talk about a healthy offensive line. He was they, People don't realize they had four of their five starters out for a couple weeks, and now they're all back except Trent Brown. But Brown hasn't played really all year, and they got things rolling last week. And I think Damian Harris against the Chargers, they're going to have to establish the run game. Damian Harris in my DFS lineup this week. All right, Saints. It's tough for the Saints. I know this week we have a lot of optimism because Tom Brady and company are going to do their thing. Now, the Bucs, like I talked about a little bit earlier, have been a lot better. I think this is an Alva Camara game, of course. In the past game, he's going to get you another 10 targets. He's going to be awesome. Uh, he probably get you like 15 for 45 on the ground, but it doesn't matter when he gets you 10 targets. Um, Callaway, to me, is someone who's a wide receiver for. I get it. I think that when you look at the season view, the Bucs are terrible against receivers. But when you start taking out the first couple of weeks and you start narrowing down the most recent weeks, the Bucs have been a lot better. Um, Todd Bowles is one of the best defensive minds in football. I'm banking on Todd Bowles figuring out he's a secondary coach in background too. So um, my thing is that I think Callaway's fine. He is the clear number two behind Kamara in the pass game. But I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling too much of Callaway this week as a sleeper. I'd rather take my dart throws elsewhere. Um, just another development, Traycon Smith to go over in the slot. So I'm interested to see what De- Deontay Harris comes back, what they're going to do there. It's a mess. So I just don't know what I'm I'm really banking on any of these receivers right now. I think it's just Kamara. Juwan Johnson, maybe. Uh, I know Adam Troutman has been the blocking tight end, but this might be the first game in a little while that they're going to be in this weird game script. And if you want to take a, a deeper dive, I think Pat Firemuth is fine. I think Jordan Aikens is deep enough. But if you want to do another one, it's Jawan Johnson because he is the pass-catching tight end when they are in pass and hurry-up mode against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are bad against tight ends. So that might be a thing. Uh, the Giants, it's a rotating door. Um, I think Daniel Jones is an interesting start this week. I, I picked him up. I do have Dak in a couple leagues. I picked up Daniel Jones to see uh, if Dak sits. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones is getting it done, and he's got – they got nice depth now. Deont- Dante Pettis and John Ross aren't reliable, but they're very capable backups. And it showed last week Pettis got in the end zone. Ross has made some plays. 
but Slayton is back. Darius Tony is looking like he'll be back. Shepard is questionable, but that receiver set, I mean, take out Kenny Galladay. You still got Slayton. You still got Tony. You still got Shepard. Um, you know, he got Ingram and those guys. I think, I think, I think he's going to be a sneaky play this week, especially with um, Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Booker, uh, you, you know, he dominated ground game work. But what I like about Booker is that he's used as a workhorse. He ran 22 routes to 28 for Slayton. Slayton led the team in routes. He still ran 22 to 28. So he's getting that elite pass game usage um, along with the ground game. So I think he's an RB2 locked in this week against Kansas City. It's a top 10 matchup. So I like him this week. All right, let's do one more before we do a quick commercial break. Let's do uh, the Jets. And I know Mike White is starting. Uh, it was a check down craziness last week. 15 targets for the running backs. Uh, you know, that's tough. Corey Davis is out. You know, Crowder, ugh, I, I just, you know, that's tough. I I think we're praying Joe Flacco gets in there. And I know no one cares about this, but Joe Flacco has been good when he's on the field. Um, he's not good, like, in the sense of he's a starter every week for fantasy. He's not a starter in the NFL anymore. Um, but he is, you watch the New England game last year for the Jets. He was lights out. And I think if he comes in, that's going to be a shot in the arm. I think it'll be better than Zach Wilson right now. Sorry, that's just how I feel. So I'd rather see Joe Flacco out there personally. Maybe if Mike White struggles early, you get some Joey Flax in there. Uh, that's my hot take. That's Bob Banana hot sauce take of the day. All right, so anyway, Michael Carter versus Ty, uh, Ty Johnson. The good news is Tevin Coleman's out again. So it's a two-man backfield. Last week, Carter 26 routes to 15 for Ty Johnson. That's the biggest gap of the year. So this is Michael Carter's backfield now. I know that the carry counts have been about two-thirds for Carter, 10 carries left. Um, 11 carries of the 16 last week, but those routes, baby, you know, previous weeks it was Johnson all the way, but then week five, we saw that 15 to 12, but now 26 to 15, Michael Carter, try to go get him, uh, not even cheap, but you can get, you can pay up for him uh, for the second half. I think he'll be all right. Let's take a quick commercial break. Um, one of our sponsors that you hear about all the time, if you listen to us on the podcast side, um, Bet Online. So make sure you're checking them out. Let's do a quick commercial break for Bet Online AG. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron and his teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, bet online, baby. Look at that. It's good to hear Sky's voice, too. These solo pods are exhausted. Let's do the Eagles. First game with no Ertz. Dallas Goddard ran a route versus Devonta Smith on 95% of Devonta Smith's route, so 35 to 37. Okay, the production, not necessarily there just yet. Only three catches, but Goddard is the thing, man. Go get some Goddard. Um, ask the Goddard owner, especially if they have multiple tight ends on their team, Ask the Goddard, Goddard on what they need because, like, Goddard running 95% of the routes 
of Smith, just for reference, but prior the first five weeks, he ran around on 61% of Smith's routes. So that's a 34% uptick. Like, woo! Get some God in your life. Miles uh, Miles Sanders, of course, being out for a couple of weeks. We've talked about this for, you know, I think it's going to be a three-way, three-way committee. Gainwell is going to be the guy you want. I think this week he'll be fine. I think he's going to have much better weeks moving forward when the, the Eagles go back to their normal, you know, scheduled programming of being down three scores in the fourth quarter. So um, there's definitely that. So I think Gainwell moving forward, I think he's a fine stash. I think he's fine this week too, but I think if, unless you're in full PPR, I don't think I'm starting him as anything more than a flex. This week, let's jump on to the 49ers really quickly. It's the only two guys you need to care about are Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell. Until Kittle comes back, Debo Samuel ran 27 routes. The next highest was 20. It was Ayuk. Debo Samuel had 10 targets last week. The next highest guy was five. Debo's not going anywhere. The other thing we talked about, too, with Debo, his average uh, depth of target, his average reception has skyrocketed. It's like 17 yards per reception. Like years prior, it was like 10 He's not catching the ball at the line of scrimmage and get taking all those hits anymore. He's actually getting air yards, and that's what's leading to him staying healthy. So I think that's going to help him moving forward. I love Debo. Elijah Mitchell, 18 of the 21 carries. I, I messed up. I um I messed up last week. I told everybody to go get Elijah Mitchell. I got none. I got no. I did reach out to pretty much every owner um, that had Elijah Mitchell. Um, I did get one bite. I do it in a league that I have CEH. And I, and I hesitated. And I said, I don't want to give up CH just straight up for Eliza Mitchell. But that was a bad decision. I'm, I'm like one and six in that league. That's the league I needed to turn things around. That's on me, folks. Anyway, Alex Collins. So, jumping out of the Seahawks. Alex Collins. I think the biggest takeaway for me for Alex Collins is that he, he dealing with this hip injury, they dialed back his routes. So, he only ran four routes to 26 for Metcalf. Um, that's not good for him. That makes him just strictly a... A runner, and I think maybe once his hip starts feeling a little better, they might give him back some of that work. But Rashad Penny was involved. They also have Travis Homer. They have uh, DJ Dallas. A lot of guys in now cooks in the kitchen. Yes, he still did get a bulk load of the carries. He ran 16 carries uh, of the 23 last week. But I think for me, that concerns me a little bit because what made Collins a decent player was he getting a handful of catches. He was getting a full workhorse role. That does not seem the case. Uh, be the case. Chris Carson, though, there's talks that he might be shut down for the season. There is no um, – it's not looking like he's coming back. And with Russell Wilson banged up, they don't really have an urge to bring him back either. So, yeah, I think Collins looks like the best running back, but don't be surprised. I think his ceiling's capped now because they don't give him the pass game work. Hopefully that comes back. Maybe he's a week healthier. Check out those six scores. Uh, maybe we'll check that out later. The Bucks. Here's the breakdown this week. Marshawn, listen, no Antonio Brown. It was Mike Evans. We talked about this. It was Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, all day. We wanted them all day. They did not disappoint. Uh, this week, Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans. No AB means that Evans is probably still going to get you some points. It's just that Lattimore has Evans' number for the most part. The the For some reason this year, the, the Saints have been really good against slot receivers. CJ uh, Gardner-Johnson is playing very well. I think my DFS, my my sleeper, my like, oh crap, I don't have a wide receiver for this week is Tyler Johnson. Um, Tyler Johnson ran 28 routes to 34 for Godwin, who led the team. So he was on the field a bunch. Didn't see a lot of production because he didn't have to. Godwin dominated, Evans dominated. This week, that might not be the case. The Saints allow a lot of points out wide. They do not allow a lot of points to the slot. So Godwin can be taken away by the scheme. Lattimore can take away Evans. 
that could lead Johnson to a nice day. Um, I know Gronk is back. And listen, Brait was a no-show. Howard was a no-show. So this could be a bad call. I think maybe Gronk is the play. Um, that could be the case. But Gronk coming back from a serious injury, um, his first game back, I think Tyler Johnson is an interesting DFS dart throw this week. I think DraftKings will try to get a little Tyler Johnson in their lives. Titans, uh, A.J. Brown, listen, he's it's good to see him back, baby. 25 routes, paced the team by a long shot, nine targets, no one was even close to him. Julio is out again, unfortunately. It's a tough break. Another soft tissue injury. The number two pass catcher was Josh Reynolds last week. But I think the guy, if you want a player in this game, because I like the Colts game, I like the Titans game, I like these teams, the guy you want is Chester Rogers. The Colts are more susceptible to slot receivers. Chester Rogers is the slot receiver. He did have a lot of good PPR days against uh, earlier in the season. So I think if you need a PPR play, Chester Rogers is someone I actually won't mind uh, playing that slot role behind A.J. Brown because there is really nothing going on outside of A.J. Last but not least, watch the football team. Um, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones, heavy usage. Tied for the league and uh, team in routes, but this is the week I'm fading Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, he just doesn't get a lot of targets. Uh, you know, he did score a touchdown um, a couple weeks ago, and the volume's been there for the offense, but if you look at his, his – uh, Target share. It's just not not efficient enough. Now he's playing against a Denver Broncos defense that's tough against tight ends. Um, and I just I'm not feeling it. I just think that this week is the end, and then they then Logan Thomas should be back. So it was a good run, but I'm fading. Uh the Gibson stuff. I think by, I, by the way, McLaurin's the only guy I care about this week. I'm not trying to start Adam Humphreys. I know there's injuries across the board, but whatever. Gibson is someone I'm starting with confidence flag. It's might be the death, it might be my Miles Sanders from last week. Yes, Miles Sanders, FYI. Six carries for 30 yards in the first four minutes. He would have been great, but he got hurt. Whatever. Gibson, his his passing game usage has completely gone away. That's a problem. The good news is he's got a top five matchup on the ground this week against the Denver Broncos, who have also are banged up on the defensive line again. Um, you know, he had 14 carries to four for McKissick in a bad game flow. So bad game flows, he's still been fine. 10 to 8 was bad against Kansas City, but he had 14 to 4 last week. Um, like I talked about though, the problem with Gibson is they dialed back his usage in the past game. Maybe it's because they've been in these really bad game flows. Maybe this week that changes, but he had, uh, 10 routes to 35 for McKissick and they were nearly identical weeks one through five. So I think that's something worth noting, uh, moving forward. So that wraps up our player trends guys. And it is Halloween. I got to get going. I'm going out tonight with the misses. Um, but I'm going to answer maybe a handful of these questions real quick. Uh, come here now, Beach 89. What's up, buddy? Um, I'm thinking between Evans, Allen, and Chase with Pittman a lot to start. Would you agree? Um, no, I don't think I'm sitting Jamar Chase no matter what. I think Allen, Keenan Allen, I'm playing Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase. Um, yeah, I'm not going to mess around with that. Sorry, man. I know I get what you're saying. It's smart to think that Pittman in the, in the Titans game is a better matchup, but Chase showed us last week against Marlon Humphrey that no one's stopping him. So not fading Chase. Keenan Allen in the slot over Evans playing against Marshawn Lattimore. So I appreciate that as well. Um, from Jaguaraj Padia. Sorry, man, if I butchered your name, my bad. But I love it. Daryl Henderson plus Hawkinson for Kelsey. My Arby's would be Robinson and Swift. Um, no, I would not make this trade. I'd rather have Hawkinson and Henderson. You only have two running backs. I, I, I think Henderson's going to be awesome rest of season, too. I think he's awesome overall in this offense. I would just get Sony Michelle. Instead of trading away Henderson, go get Sony Michelle. Lock up that Rams backfield rest of season. I think you'll be all right. 
uh, that's let's see what else we got here. Um, is Rush a okay streamer if Dak ends up being out? I'm not starting Steve. Uh, I'm not starting Cooper Rush this week, so I'm gonna say no. Um, you got it. If you, I don't know what the available options are, uh, I'd rather start Teddy Bridgewater uh, this week. I'd rather start Daniel Jones this week um, in those matchups. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'd rather start than uh, Cooper Rush. I just don't have any faith in the guy who's never really attempted a pass in a regular season game. And then last one, Scotty Snags. What's up, buddy? Should I accept Mixon and Amari Cooper for Patterson and Terry? So Mixon and Cooper, Patterson and Terry. I'm going to keep Mixon and Cooper. Um, I know a lot of people don't like uh, Cooper, and I'm, I'm sure you know Scott would probably have a different opinion on this, but the Dallas Cowboys have one of the better rest of season out wide schedules. So for out wide receivers, Mixon, I know he's been up and down, but this offense is going to take off at some point. And I think Cordell Patterson, we're going to start seeing his passing game usage go down. I know I just talked about how he's being used as the third receiver, but he only saw he only had two catches for one yard last week. Um, and he scored a touchdown, which makes it look nice, but his rushing ability, this isn't a great rushing offense. So I'm, I'm going to fade that. I'm going to keep Mixon and Cooper. All right, folks, that's all I have for today. I appreciate you guys joining me again. This is Bobby LaMarco. This is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focus Network. All our episodes are now part of the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by Bet Online AG. Shout out to every one of our sponsors, Carafactor, uh, Bomb Banana, uh, Bet Online AG, and also a shout out to Jersey Jungle. Make sure you check out all our great sponsors. Um, but that's it, folks. I'm Bobby. I'm out of here. Enjoy your Halloween. We'll see you tomorrow, every Sunday live. Start sit show, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're joining us live Sunday. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.